Fun fact: If uh, Joe and Jumper Cables uh, run at each other at a high speed and jump at each other, they turn into a bigger, smarter black guy. That's yeah, I, well, well, Mike, I told you after I was talking with Joe about doing the fusion dance. If uh, station. No, if you ever if you ever get approached by some like big ass black guy named Low, you'll know it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Oh, it's gonna be fun when we get older. It's like huge, really smart, and just completely neurotic. Oh man, things will do. People will see. It'll, it'll just be you no. Know, this is how it'll work. It'll just be. It'll just look like Joe, but when when he whips out his cock, it'll be oh jumper cables <laughs> instead. <laughs> I just it's hanging hanging off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to yet another episode of the Old Taku Connection. Me and two of my long-suffering co-hosts, I say that like I have more than two. Uh, watch the Annie movie. For you. And mostly for me. Because, well, that's what keeps me out of the bottle. Anyway. Uh, don't mind if you hear a squeaky noise later on. That may be my niece. At the moment, she's distracted by something called Bo on the Go. I don't know who Bo is and why she's on the go, but apparently she needs my niece's energy to power some ring. Like a vampire. Eh, as long as kids enjoy it, right? We had some weird shit back in the day. Eureka's Castle, anyone? Picnic time! Anyway. Um. Oh, a reminder for myself. Hey, Jumper Cables, how's the Forbidden Ones coming along? Yeah, let's hope I'm not, uh, <laughs> I don't give, <laughs> I don't depress the shit out of myself with that. Anyway, Death Parade Part 2, so please enjoy. Have either of you ever had reoccurring dreams? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sadly. Um, I told you about the Beavis and Butthead hot air balloon one. Whoa. Ember, recounted for the audience. It's not really that interesting. I just had this dream, uh, I think twice as a kid, where I was at a state fair, and uh, there was a hot air balloon, and Beavis and Butthead were in it, and they took off. And I had that dream, I think, twice. I see. Uh, Joe, what about you? Mm. I used to be really scared of the dark, which is funny because all I do now is live in the dark. Uh, is that every night I would like close my door underneath the covers 
because I would think that if I had the door open, there would be some weird shadowy figure that I always see passing by. And I always felt like if I didn't put the cover over my head and if at any point in time, if I wasn't covering any of my limbs, that he would come and pull on one of those limbs and drag me away. So that, mm. that was, <laughs> that was, some was dark that shit. just a feeling think, or a dream? Same kind of thought process as a little kid. It was just the, because what? I was just so, I have a uh, two big fears. It's, not the darkness anymore. Well, it was the darkness a long time ago, but I guess the biggest one is I don't like ghosts. I don't like thinking I don't that stuff just scares the living shit out of me. And I think uh <laughs> just the idea that in the darkness there are things that can be moving around that you can't see that scared mm. me as a kid. So I always felt like I had to lock down everything to protect myself. So from the evil spirits. Uh, I'm the opposite. I am the thing moving around in the darkness. Well fuck. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, Ugh. no, I, I had to do the same thing when I was a little kid. I would like be like, Oh, I better, I have to cover all of my limbs with these blankets. Yeah. Uh, always thinking yeah. that something was, you believe happen. in ghosts. Uh, I don't, I really, I don't really know if I believe in ghosts or not. I just don't like the idea of what, it, of what it is. Just knowing that there's, that there's some sort of thing that you can't see or some not not even that if it's dead or not if there's something there that you don't have control over that can put that could potentially get you and i just i think that's what scares me the most like the uh ghost it could be a ghost it could be a spit could be anything it's just the not knowing part i think is what was scaring me the most just the thing that's going to get the jump on you yeah, it will always get the jump on you by virtue of its existence. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it doesn't. Yeah. I live in the darkness now, pretty much like twenty four seven. That doesn't bother me. The darkness itself thing doesn't bother me, but uh, um, ghosts kind of do. The idea of them, I don't like. Uh, stepping outside into uh, and the floor is too bright. The the pavement. You know how when sometimes the the light is hitting like white concrete and it's blinding. Uh, so yeah. sometimes I'll have whole dreams like that. Those are really annoying. Well, um, I ask because uh, reoccurring, a reoccurring dream seems to be one of the uh, driving forces of the plot in this series. Uh, um, yeah, we're, we've come back to Death Parade, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And talking about reoccurring dreams because like a reoccurring dream not only kicks off episode 5, but it kind of sets into motion a lot of stuff, namely a lot of information about the world we're in in this show. And um, it's kind of interesting after making such a point about this uh, relying on a formula, uh, episode five, like three of the four episodes we watched just kind of break the formula completely. Yeah. Uh, I honestly thought they were. Mm, I was a little disappointed. Like, not that they broke the formula, but that it just kind of. I felt like it kind of devolved a little into some uh, anime stereotypes. Like, episode five. Um, the Animu fight? Yeah, it just feels like, okay, well, we are an anime, so we have to have a ridiculous over-the-top uh, fight now for absolutely no reason. Like, it's just like, it's like a bait-and-switch where he just 
comes out of that dude's body and he's like, all right, we're doing this. It's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it did feel very out of character of, uh, for this type of uh, particular show because even though they were using that to kind of introduce one of the other Arbiters, it it really didn't feel like that was necessary to do it that way. But I, I think I just, yeah, Mike's probably right. I mean, it is it is an anime, so, well, hell, we got to make sure to make let everyone know that it is still an anime, not a yeah. show where you just have I to keep enjoyed thinking. it. I did. I did like finding out the Arbiters had different, like, means. I don't know if this is purely means of defense or, like, well, they all have, like, a tool. Well, kind of so, like, uh, Dick Kim has the wire, uh, this new guy has, can utilize liquid. Like, I'm curious now if, uh, every Arbiter has a means like that or if that's just, um, not even just every Arbiter, every, one of whatever the hell they are. Well, see that—that's the thing. It's like that. It's completely those magical power things that they have are completely irrelevant to this story. What's going on? It means, yeah, well, it means I feel like... them a couple times already. Yeah, but it just—it's yeah, just not like know. this just came out of nowhere. Well, it, it, okay, it didn't come out of nowhere. It's true. Like the the main guy, uh, Deacon or whatever whatever his name is, like he did have the wires, and that is his thing, but. It is in by no way ever used in the way that it was in that episode five. It, it just, it just felt like they were doing this fight just to do this fight. Yeah. But um. Mm. So you guys didn't like it. Well, I didn't really care for the fight itself, but I did when they started when they moved yeah. away from that and started. It just back switched on the gears. I feel I like it. they set a tone where they were, uh, really diving into these characters that were just coming in and out of each episode and we got to know them really well and broke them down um and i feel like what i was excited about was for them to do that with the arbiters that were there and they haven't really i feel like we're saying no more i feel like we're saying no more backstory about things that have happened rather than getting to know these characters that much more um and some of that is kind of part of the plot where they're where they've just decided to say that oh they're they're dummies and they're recreated and they don't have human emotions uh but i think they're trying to insinuate that uh deckham is his name mm-hmm that he he's like oh he has emotions because we put we hit them in there or something. Uh, well, that's well, that's true. That's what that's. I mean, that was the whole. That's why. She, um, uh, in one part, in that one scene when the uh, I forgot her name, the girl with the long hair, the short little Nona. Nona, yeah, Nona. Nona. In, that, in that conversation she was having with the other girl with the eye patch, and I, I'm forgetting all these names. Um, there was a line in there that they were uh, talking about, you know, why, why do you pay so much attention to him? And it's because she put the emotions into him. So that way she could kind of use that as a way to kind of an experiment almost to see how it affects yeah. his judging. And if there were, if there are more, better ways to judge these people. So, I mean, yeah, it's totally uh, a part of the plot and, and everything. And yeah, so, but so it's, we got, the episode with the the dummy guy and the f- anime fight, and then what was after that one? Then it was more backstory. 
about, I think it was, uh, yeah. yeah, the third episode was just more about talking with that old man who apparently is made, like right below God or something. And I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think he says he's, he's the one closest to God. And then they it's said, unclear. yeah. And then he said, there is no God or something, something like that. I, there well, are, I think, hold on. I have the exact quote. Okay. It's, he's, uh, he's not around anymore. That's what it was. Yeah. But God is long since gone. Right. Is what yeah. Says. So there's yeah. there's there's more there's a lot more going on there. Like <laughs> so yeah, I think that episode kind of uh, went straight it through my eyes and out my ass. I don't really remember much about it. Yeah. Was that the one where they but they they no that was the one where they went back and uh, we were introduced to uh, Keen. Is that her name? With the eye patch girl. Yeah. 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 And she was the original arbiter before yeah, the other yeah. guy took over. She yeah. was, she was in. She was not only in. She was in the bar that Kim's in before. Not only that, but I think the, there's an implication that these dummies are named after the bar rather than the alternative. Because um, I'm not sure if it was in this episode or a later one. There's like the flashback to when he takes over, yeah. and. She mentions the bar and says, "Okay, your name's to Kim now." And yep. the girl who was running it before, her name is the other half of yeah. that yeah. bar. Kim. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there was that episode. Um, it was interesting that she was playing pool with the universe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And they also dived more into. Um, is his name? Sorry if I keep missing it. Deacon, 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 whatever. I'm not sure on the pronunciation. Yeah. Um, what they? Uh, I liked Deacon. Yeah, I think I, I liked. That's, that's um, not I think it was the third episode where they dived more into kind of his hobby or more about how he feels about the whole situation of judging mm-hmm. and and how people's souls are put into the dummies and all that stuff and how he feels like the reason why he collects them is to make sure that they're all the people who had the good lives that they kind of live on, even though the, their memories yeah. kind of go away. So, yeah. Um, it's, I'm not sure lives. if he's got yeah. that. I'm not sure if he's got full emotion yet. He's definitely mastered sentimentality between uh, some of the stuff he said in previous episodes and the fact that yeah. he's basically using these dummies as memorials to these people yeah. that exactly. he, he knows eventually forget about. Yeah. Which is, crazy that he's programmed to forget about them um it's the tears in the rain conundrum you know he builds these little i think about that a lot uh about being remembered after you're gone and all you have to do is think back uh i don't know 10 or 20 generations in your family do you remember do you know any of those people's names uh, I I know a couple because my grandma does genealogy, but I it's very I don't know anything much about. I don't think most people do. Uh, not everybody leads an extraordinary life, or or some people do, but they're not remembered or they're just lost. So that was really I don't know the idea. I, I like the idea, the sentiment there. That he's he does this, and these people's lives that they lived exist 
in in some form like there's a memory of them even that no one will ever see and that he won't even remember their names but there's a girl and there was something about a piano yeah and who knows what the story is there yeah there he's making it so that they they live on which is kind of uh, i liked her reaction when he she was trying to ask him is this your hobby or what exactly this was and she just when he was showing her she was just kind of creeped out a little bit like okay this is this is different but i like that he was doing that a weird moment where she's like okay i gotta say something right right uh the other thing i really liked about these episodes is that they dive a little bit more into the process of judging and those little devices and they're they're discussing how how the arbiters they kind of mess with the the situation a little bit using those devices to kind of bring out the darkness or however yeah you want to put it so i thought that was well i mean interesting i think the most uh, telling instance of this is the fact that we get to see it happen at another bar yeah he does not like yeah. his and uh, with a very different bartender. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting story that one. The fucking pop star. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Weird. But I, I I do like how um it seemed w- with that particular um uh, s- uh, scenario how that that they keep them around just like the girl that if they can't figure out a judgment for for both of them so that just kind of make me wonder i mean so how often does that happen when is it just well, yeah yeah i think it was just the the one girl cuz she had all her memories when she was dead you know right that was she was a unique case but but he yeah. kept but the no, other... because the, uh, the girl from uh, um the Ginty's bar is still there in the following episode. Yeah, so she's still he's around. Still around. Because he couldn't decide if after she... they they do their dance. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. He kept yeah. her, and she's talking with the playing with the cat or whatever. Yeah. So I guess he he couldn't. Yeah, he got mad about the fact that the cat warmed up to her. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't decide on if she was bad or good. So he's just hmm. both of them really. So they both were kept around. So it was an interesting bit of episodes, but I think this is pretty much in the series, uh, the part where they just, this is where they try and dive and give you the, a good insight into the characters. And I think we've pretty much met all of them. So, yeah. Yeah. I think finally met everyone in the opening. Well, yeah, (laughs) we haven't really dived into, uh, the guy with the green hair. Yeah. Fucking Clavis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great name. Yeah. Yeah, it's Oh yeah, the uh, the uh, elevator guy. Yeah. He's very upbeat. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah. Um yeah. and I was kind of uh, bummed when I finished the the eighth episode. Because yeah, it, it was, yeah. that one was a return to formula, and it was starting to get really good, and then it ends on a cliffhanger, and we didn't watch episode nine. Got, so. like, Lionel, I really wish you made us watch nine because I've already finished the the rest of the series, so I'm not going to say anything. But oh my god, episode nine is just like <laughs> fuck. I wish we could have watched that one. You guys could have seen that one. Uh, I don't know. I thought that might have been too much, but but it's a cliffhanger. Yeah, and the way it ends is it. 
it opens up discussions for so many other things. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, I done fucked up, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you fucking blew it. There's four episodes left, I believe. Because it's 12 episodes, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, since it was 12, I thought, okay, I'll just split it evenly in the three. Yeah, no, the last yeah. the last episodes are fantastic. But anyway. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. We do figure out that, oh, they're both murderers, uh, which I don't know if it's... When they when they first walked in, I thought it was just the kid that was going to be a murderer. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny when they first walked in, I thought the detective was actually a yakuza. Uh, uh, boss. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah. Uh, but it's it was it's strange. I was had a lot of thoughts watching this mm. because we went from insane weeaboo bullshit like the pop star episode it was it was funny that I liked was probably it. the most the most animoo episode yeah it was it was funny but I was like huh I was like okay so they, they're doing this that's fine but then it just switches to this extremely grisly situation um, I, I don't know I was just really impressed with the ability to tone shift like that and nail it so hard especially like jumping into these just the little slices of the detective's life where you see that i'm like damn this could be its own series like i would watch a show just like a detective show Mm. starring this guy Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah it's just raw Yeah. yeah it's it's pretty grimy um uh, I, I kind of appreciated the tone shift, um, and I kind of picked up on why in my second viewing of this. It's it was just it something as heavy as this. It's nice to get a little levity. Yeah, I've seen other shows like this that have like the heavy tone, and um, well, one of the things I recommended in regards to this was a series called Hell Girl, which is sim- well, it was similar in the sense that it was a very heavy in tone and had a very similar formula, formula, uh, format and formula for that matter. But, um, I like, I don't know if you'd call it like depression quit that series at episode 20 something. And granted that episode was intended to be like the Houdini gut punch followed by, but, um, I like got as far as the uh, preview for the next episode and realized it was an even harder Houdini gut punch. Like this is the thing that would like <laughs> cause my <laughs> to explode and leave me trapped inside the water torture chamber. God. <laughs> <laughs> and I just couldn't do it. Mm. Mm. See, I, I actually, I actually don't don't mind when they don't kind of just give you. I guess you could call it a break. And just lighten it up because I want to see how far they'll go with it. I mean, yeah. if you, go ahead. Well, I do too. I mean, we were talking about Jessica Jones before we started, and that show and, gives oh. you no breaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Daredevil's really not giving uh, any breaks either. But Daredevil's a different kind of show. Jessica Jones is a bit uh, bleaker mm. in tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Daredevil's a little. They've stepped it up with the violence, but it's still pretty. Uh, it's not as depressing as Jessica Jones. 
Uh, But with this show, I really, it was such a different shift at the beginning from everything that we had been watching um, that it was such a nice departure to see something serious. Um, And I don't mind the break. Like, I, I liked that episode. I thought it was cool with a tone shift. What really bothered me was the, the two episodes before it. It just felt like, I don't know, something about it wasn't captivating, learning more about the, the Arbiters. Mm. Is it because when you finally figured out what their deal is, meaning they're just the dummies, it just wasn't as great as you thought it would be? Is that... Well, or did it just kind of kill the the uh, allure which came from mystery? It's fine, but it, I feel like they broke momentum, and I would prefer that they do what they were doing, which is uh, peppered in. Yeah, just you know, here and there, not to the extent where it's like so far in between that it's like Bebop. Bebop did its own thing, and they did it pretty well, where they didn't even explain everything, but. We were getting those bits and pieces and putting a larger puzzle together, whereas I feel like in episodes five and six, we kind of... It was an info dump. Yeah, we got a little too much information that I feel like either should have been spread out or saved uh, as some sort of revelations near the end. Mm. I, I think why they did it this way is because they only had 12 episodes. I mean, there hasn't been announced of a second yeah. season or anything. So they had, this was the only way. I mean, if they were to pepper it in, they would have had to have made this like one of those 20 episode animes. Probably or, 26. Yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. But they just, I think it was either, all right, we just kind of change the pace completely and toss all the information at them now, or we just kind of. Don't let them really. The thing, I feel like it wasn't even that much information. I feel like they didn't need to dedicate whole episodes to this stuff. Hmm. Yeah, because later on, later on, I mean, they they start focusing into a whole bunch of other stuff that I wouldn't say you necessarily needed this information, but I think it probably makes things seem more interesting if you did. So Mm. maybe that's why. Maybe they did. Maybe that's why they did it. But. Yeah, you may be right. I mean, it's just, you really don't, if you didn't ever know about them being the, the dummies and all that kind of stuff, it really wouldn't mm. have, uh, it wouldn't have changed it anything. Felt, it felt like fluff. And it wasn't that, that it was the information bothered me. It was just that, why did we get two whole episodes devoted to this? Mm. Yeah. Well, it's probably, <laughs> I bet it's because. It they, was a, it was a lot. I'll give you that, if only because I, I found myself having to pause a lot more during those episodes when I was making my notes. Uh, but, um, I bet it's because... So there's this other anime that I had mentioned before to Lionel like called Tokyo Ghouls that has become it's really, really popular. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of information and backstory and stuff going on in that series. And after a season, each season ends on a huge, huge cliffhanger. And people have been like clamoring for a third season. And it's because they want to know what's happening, what's what's the deal with all the characters. So maybe that same thing happened with this. It's just people are were so into the show that they just they desperately wanted to know more information about all these characters. So well, they said, "Well, fuck." I don't it. know that's how that works. Well, I want to say this is also just a thing with uh, anime, and one of the unique aspects of anime that tends to bring people 
over to it is it's a, a genre that I won't say it's defined by this, but um, a lot of what you find here are people creating immensely detailed worlds. And uh, I feel like that's kind of what's going on here. Like, there's, there's, there are some elements you could have left to mystery, though I'm not. I'm, well, I won't be 100% sure how I'd feel about that till I finish the series. But, um. I don't know. Maybe they, they could have uh, handled this aspect of it better. Um, I appreciate some of the break from it. I honestly liked the Animu fight, but I think I'm the only one here. Um, I forgot what the fuck else I was going to say. I mean, the anime fight was fine. I just felt like it was put in there for just to be there. Um, but yeah, you... It makes me think about why a lot of anime doesn't resonate with me. It's a lot of... I said this before, but fantasy has never uh, resonated with me as much as sci-fi has. Um, mm-hmm. Me too. I think it's just because uh, I'm more of a, a realist and sci-fi That's is... Not... Can okay. be, sci-fi can be more... Well, fantasy is more escapist for sure, because it's all shit that could never happen. It's all you know, fantastical and sparkly. And or sci-fi since that tends to have more of an edge to it, uh, and a lot of it uh, is based in reality, or is uh, the other name for it would be speculative fiction, uh, okay, which is so. you know trying to predict the future, trying to predict mm-hmm. realistically uh, things that are going to happen. Yeah. yeah, but uh, but I I, I I don't hate all fantasy. Like for some reason, I got really into Lord of the Rings when the movies came out, and then after that, I was kind of done with fantasy for a bit. Right, um, Star Wars right, is a nice right. marriage of the two. Yeah, I was about to say like while I'm with you on uh, resonating more with the uh, sci-fi than fantasy, I kind of uh, veer hard away from the realism, and it's I guess. Uh, it's just an unknown that speaks to me a bit more, but you know, I, I tend to gear more towards the sci fantasy. Um, had a more of a point than just talking about myself here, but I. Sorry, folks. Host is in Brain Fart City. Population me. Uh, Joe, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say for me, for when I my favorite. I love fantasy. The more fantastical, the better. In fact, my favorite kind of stories are the ones that are insanely convoluted, where you have to think about a billion different things and try and piece it all together. So, I mean, I love it. I I eat that stuff up. I just love it so much. And uh, I feel like most fantasy is not like that, though. No, I'm just, I know that. I'm just saying that's that's the kind of stuff I do like. So, I mean, I like fantasy in general. It's my favorite kind of thing. But, like, like for instance, when you have like a really just overly complicated story or something, I just I love it when they want you to piece together tons and tons and tons of pieces, even though if it's going too far. But anyway, um, but um, well, well, no, there's something. There. I think maybe maybe the uh, the sort of like X factor here is escapism, because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 
I'm sure you guys know I'm not in any way ashamed of it. I am a, a yeah. very much an escapist. Um, but yeah. my favorite, there's different flavors of that, and um, my preference is not necessarily becoming whatever character is on screen or just kind of like turning my brain off and enjoying the story. Like, I'm um, basically, I want to go, I want to be in another world. Yeah. And that may be why anime appeals to me so much. Um, certain novels, uh, like uh, universes in fiction. And maybe, maybe that's sort of like the cutoff point here where me and Mike are seeing the same things and having completely different feelings on them. Well, it, see, that's to, to that, the topic. That's, it's, I mean, that's, that's something I've, that, that I've been very aware of for many years now. <laughs> hmm. so that, oh, yeah. I tell you, though. So, so the interesting thing about this particular anime is that even though I love it when things get just crazy and they have way out their explanations for things that are happening, like out of nowhere, he has a magical sword and then it just starts blah, blah, blah. But for this, for this particular anime, I actually didn't want that this time. I, I, want, I, I liked What's... that all the stuff that they were talking about actually was a bit more grounded to some extent and it just when things got weird like in the beginning of that um the fifth episode it just it seems so out of place for me that i just thought it was like this isn't i'm not digging it so much but i did i did like it when they eventually kind of tried going back on track with stuff but um because up until that point it was about the people right normal average everyday people i think i mentioned this in the last episode that's Mm. one of the things i liked is the treat them as just regular ass people and they're all dressed in normal clothing yep. normal haircuts yeah i mean no problems i mean um like the story with uh, the idol and uh, the fan i mean that one that one got was all happy and joyful in the beginning but then it got dark it got real dark like suicide yeah. and all these other really interesting yeah. and i like the the direction of the game it, go ahead it's still kind of like um it shifted a lot even within that. Like you get the idol's backstory and you find out, yeah, there's a, he's, he's, he's got a bit of a com- compulsion of like, um, making groupies out of his fans and it, it backfired in the most horrific way possible. But, um, you know, it still kind of comes around like right after that, it's the scene of that girl finding out she died from tripping on soap. She got pretty pissed <laughs> with that. But um, I, but, like like you can laugh right after. But what I l- liked about that is that I mean we know that in Japan the whole idol scene is really 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 big, and it just it kind of I mean of course that's probably not how all the idols in there are thinking and stuff, but it just I just thought it was kind of cool because that's something that's so big in their culture that we kind of got like a behind the scenes look of maybe how things might be how their their minds work in certain ways, but I mean obviously it's not true one hundred percent, but. I just thought it was neat that probably, they were kind of it probably happens. Yeah. They were kind of using that as the base for one of these stories, which was neat. Yeah. See, whenever I see things like this that look crazy, I always wonder if it's just because it's a different culture doing it. Mm. Cuz we have pop stars too, and people are obsessed with that shit. Yeah. It's weird. People loved the Backstreet Boys, they loved Insync. People now fucking go crazy over Beyoncé and mm. Mm-hmm. and rihanna and shit uh but it's 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 
different over there because we don't know the music or style. It's all foreign to us. I, I do that with commercials too. Like whenever, whenever I see a crazy, like Japanese commercial, I think, I think back because uh, to all the concepts that we use in our commercials, and a lot of them, it's like they're pretty outlandish here too. <laughs> Just a different way. If you want some entertainment after you listen to this episode, Google uh, Boss Coffee Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, shit. A great series of uh, advertisements in Japan featuring uh, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Old stone face. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh... Um, look through the notes here. Anything else you guys wanted to touch on in regards to this? Um, I have no idea how much time is passed. Uh, about almost 50 minutes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. You want to talk about a little bit more about episode eight? Uh, if you guys want to. You guys have been doing most of the talking. Uh, you remember what happened? Oh, that was the... It's the cliffhanger. Yeah. The cop and the kid. Yeah. The kid. Uh, <laughs> you got the uh, prototypical uh, TV cop in like the uh, high schooler following, well, he's not high school anymore, this uh, young guy following Big Brother protocol to the level, to the level, to the letter. Yeah. What? And they both just get screwed by the world I'm not sure what's going on but but yeah. god I remember I had in my notes like this shit got so wit- it got dark so fast and so hard yeah, I like that too yeah no that's that's why I like this particular anime so much is that <laughs> they just yeah. they, they just dive deep into these people's into mm-hmm. these people man they don't they don't stop yeah in, re- in regards to the the that that specific formula, it, I guess it does it so well that you kind of don't want to see it do anything else, especially veer so hard in another direction. Because um, that's what they're good at too. I mean, that's that's what the anime is good at doing. It just seems like when they, not to say that I didn't enjoy the parts that um the crazy anime fight or just when they're just dumping a whole bunch of background information on you. I mean, I didn't. I thought those were fine. I mean, I, I love learning more about the world and the characters and stuff. But oh yeah. But what where they really shine is when they get those stories and you learn about all the characters and how they um, uh, approach it. I think that's just one of the. It's that's another part where it's like, why are we spending? Why are we spending so much time learning about these uh, dummies? It's like they, they can't die, so they can't relate to the humans, and they live their whole life up there doing the same thing forever and ever. So they don't have these interesting backstories that the human characters have. Um, well, give them and, time. And the interesting, well, that's the interesting, the most interesting part about them is where we learn most about them is seeing them do their job with these people. So far, those have been the best moments that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, True. So it's like they, when you take out the human element, you take out the relatability. Mm. I so. guess they were just trying to 
make sure the the question of why do they do it the way they're doing it or why that so they have that question answered so that for all the people who get really into the anime they now have that answer solved you know, question solved for them yeah i understand yeah. why they did it they mm-hmm. just think they could have executed it better right a little sprinkling it in instead of just dumping it on yeah all one yeah day. there was some some aspects of that i kind of uh you'll just kind of appreciated getting like uh figure well it's more finding out like it's weird when in regards to elements of like afterlife hereafter supernatural whatever i always my brain defaults it to some to varying degrees of a deus ex machina like shit's just gonna happen and it's gonna work out probably uh comes from being raised catholic but um so it was interesting seeing like how this works that there's a job and specifically that there is an i don't know if you could call it an element of conflict but an issue at work and that humans are apparently dying a lot faster like really like they say seven thousand an hour and it's uh causing the whole process to suffer mainly by virtue of the people who uh, piece together the memories for the Arbiters. Like uh, uh, Quinn says that uh, it's too too much is coming in. I can't do all this stuff so fast, and the quality of my work is suffering because of it. Hmm. Yeah. I like learning that. It's, that was neat. It seems... Uh, seems to yeah. be... Which... It seems to be a something driving Nona to some degree. It well. seems like a low number to me. Was... Like only two people are dying every second? It seems extremely low for how big and populated the world is. Well, no, she. I think she, she said that they broke the number down to 116 people a second. I'm not sure if that's including people who die alone. Because remember, this is this specifically has to do with people who die in pairs. Oh, that's right. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that scene reminded me of uh, Cerebro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except it's a Shao Kahn helmet. <laughs> yeah. All the just the visualization of the the red dots too, and looking at the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool. I. I I like yeah, stuff like that, so where it's there. I don't know these otherworldly beings are looking at their our our tiny little lives are their job. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I I like it, but at the same time, in my head, uh, the way my brain works is, I'm like, damn, that's not how it is at all. <laughs> yeah. well, like, like we uh, said well, like I said in the previous episode the uh, truth, the undeniable real deal truth is a one way ticket hmm. yeah. yeah but overall for these uh, these episodes I mean I, I enjoyed them like I said I like learning about uh, all the characters <laughs> and getting insight into everything so I found that enjoyable uh I definitely have to say when we go on to the next few episodes, those are probably my favorite ones. But uh, this was the nice, okay. this was the nice dump of info. And yeah, look into yeah. personalities. That's good. That's uh, 
It's uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, again, remember, I am coming from Brain Fart City, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I don't know. Mike, you got anything to say to these people while I try and recollect the pieces of memory I have and form some weird stained glass thing? Crack up poo poo pee pee. That sums it up. Yeah, um. Hmm. I kind of wonder. It's a minor thought I had when we were talking about that. Do you guys think the tone shift has anything to do with character focus? Yes. What do you mean? Isn't that like, what we just said? It's like. Well, no, 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 not not character, like, character breakdown focus. Like, well, case in point, the the best episodes seem to um, center around Dakim doing his doing his job. The two info-dumped episodes seem to focus on Nona doing her shit, and the uh, silly Animu episode that still managed to have some teeth to it were focused on um, the whatever, the ginger. Well, I liked I liked that episode actually. Um, yeah. Well, no, I'm not saying I'm not necessarily speaking to the quality of anything any of these episodes. Just saying that I'm wondering if the tone is dictated by who the sort of character, I guess, driving things is. I know. It's like they were giving us some, but not enough. It's like it seems like no one is scheming on something, but I I, I don't know what that is. Uh, I'm interested in what she's doing I still don't think I like her as a person Mm. yeah he always gets so personal with well you know it's a twofold thing one she's too close to Sundari for me and I hate that archetype to what? Uh, Sundari it's a uh, Animu archetype uh, very like angry, abusive, loud character who gets um, uh, meek and or docile around that special someone. She's <laughs> not that, but what's uh, getting too close to that is the turnaround between her being serious and chewing out her employees and going back to peppy and happy. I hate people who do that. I don't think he gets peppy and happy though. Her voice changes. Uh, doesn't well, seem peppy. Eh. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to disagree on that. Hmm. Uh, I guess the the final thing I want to comment on is that I just thought about this. That I liked when they introduced the other arbiter, the redhead guy. I really don't remember his name. When they introduced him, I thought it was great to see the different types of way that they approach judging i mean you have the main you may you have the main guy which he's very he's so fucking lazy well it's not even so much that he's he's lazy he's just his view on humans is so it's very like just they they're just stupid they don't know they don't know what they want or you know they, they just they just yeah. kind of just go mystery. yeah like they don't under, they don't understand life he doesn't and, like dick him yeah. No, because he doesn't it's I guess that's another thing at play is he doesn't understand why he won't just judge that girl and send her away. Yeah. And then suddenly he's stuck with a, a pain in the ass of his own. Right. Yeah. So and, it, and it's I mean it kind of goes around I mean it goes to the back to the whole thing with 
you know, the girl putting the emotions in, in him just to see all these different kinds of ways that you can approach judging people. And so far, we've seen two ways, each way very drastic from the other. One way is just, just fuck it. You know, they don't, they're just stupid. They don't understand anything. Just they act this way. And and then there's the other way where you have to really put thought into it and think about them. They're very complex, emotional creatures. And telling them they've done well. Right. Well, yeah, it's just kind of showing that people are much more complex when it comes to emotions that are not just cold-hearted things or it's just, you know, you either are bad or you're good. It goes a lot deeper than that, which they showed in the very first, no, second episode. It was the second episode that the the way people think is way more complex than... Yeah, you might initially. Yeah, so I thought that was neat that they're once again kind of diving deeper into the whole topic of people. It was was good. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh... Seeing as how this is a return to a previous topic, I guess I don't really have to do recommendations. Uh, do you guys have anything else to recommend? You could recommend something. Yeah, if you like that detective hot noir shit, watch uh, The Animatrix. Hmm. There's yeah. a detective story in there. Um, is there anything I can recommend based on those episodes? Uh... I don't know. Just go back to the previous episode. I'm having a hard, I'm having a hard time here in Brain Fart City. Yeah. It could be because I just watched the anime, but uh, Tokyo Ghouls definitely has the, the same type of dark, gritty, lots of death vibe type to it. Lots of emotions. and But, yeah. but um, one thing... Oh, go ahead. If you want something that's like really dark and grounded uh, it was an anime I was thinking about having us watch called uh, Shigurui um, I think the uh, English language title is a uh, death frenzy that's uh, set in feudal Japan and it's like a very uh, sort of like dark take on the whole samurai ideal and a uh, very barbaric look at Japanese swordplay hmm. what's it called uh, Shigurui or Death Frenzy. Mm. Put one in, you'll get them both. Um, it's uber grim dark. Let me warn you. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Watch Jessica Jones. Oh yeah, there you go. That's that's a good recommendation. It's dark. Speaking uh, of uber grim dark. Yeah. Just uh, one warning about Tokyo Ghouls, though. Even though it's really dark, it's all kinds of anime. I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. there's like a tons of brooding characters. I mean, if you're really only watch it, if you're super into anime, if you're not, if it's like your first anime, I would not recommend it because it's, no, it's you never super, know always kind of cli- yeah. It's like oh, well, it's just full of tons of cliches, and I mean, it's all kinds of anime. So be warned with that. Still good though, Mike. I was gonna ask you, uh, what do you think of the character designs in this? Uh. Actually, one of the things I really like about Nona is I like really love her character design. Mm. So the hair and the outfit is just like it's on point. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, uh, I said it already, but I love how the humans look. They just look like humans. Mm-hmm. Um, just really, it's a just a beautiful show. Uh, I think 
they came looks stupid with that hair. Um, I mean, all the Inhumans are kind of they just look silly. Um, I I like Nona's the best. Uh, flower hair guys, weird looking. Uh, I kind of like yeah. the way Keen looks. She's I I don't know. She looked pretty normal. I like her except, design, except for the eye patch. Um, I like uh, the girl uh, <laughs> who looks like Cerebro, or who is using Cerebro. Mm-hmm. Uh, but might be because I just thought she looked like Storm, dark skin, yeah. white hair. Uh, I like that. Uh, who else is there? Oh uh, yeah, my character. I designed myself like that. <laughs> oh yeah, all the other ones are kind of weird, but bullshit. Like the kid with the green hair, and the kid, the guy with the red hair. Uh, but they. The green-haired kid, especially. I know they're fine. It's not particularly egregious or over the top. I don't think uh, mm. nothing seriously. There's stuff like Dakim's hair. <laughs> A lot of the hair, I'm just tolerating. <laughs> okay. And the bellhop, I'm tolerating his look as well. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, oh, oh, I got one more final. I got one final thought. It's completely unrelated, but I think it's worth saying. Okay. All right. That's fine. Adult Swim has renewed FLCL for a season two and three. I think that was worth mentioning. What? Yes. It's coming back. What? No. Yes. There's no. Yes. Why? Isn't it supposed to be Why? really good? Yes. Why? No, there's just no point in continuing it. It Why? like it. To, we'll talk. Okay, we'll 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 we'll, uh, uh, we'll talk about this on the show. Um, maybe that'll be the last show for April. Two more seasons. Oh. thank you, Adult uh, Swim. No, thank you, Adult Swim. Well, oh, God. There's just no point. Why is there no point? It was a coming-of-age story, and it came to an end. Well, can't they just do new characters or something? If they do completely new characters, with the exception of maybe uh, Haru and Amaro, that'll be fine. But if this is like teenage Nauta, I want nothing to do with this shit. Maybe it's old man guy. Curry, you do it like this. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, no details have been announced yet. Just they, they just said that they are bringing it back. So that's the only thing that's been said so far. I don't get it. And maybe I don't need to. Good night, people. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. down, one more to go. Hope you're enjoying it. Um, you know, it's sad. It's late when it comes to these closings. I never really have anything interesting to say. Or poignant, or important, or newsworthy, or uh, the rest, jumper cables. 
Oh yeah, here's something. Yeah. Special thanks as always to the creator of our opening theme, Synthetic Highway. If you like it, you, you <laughs> Submorphine. Submorphine. That's the one who makes it. Submorphine. Check him out on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash Submorphine. S-U-B hyphen M-O-R-P-H-I-N-E. Uh, special thanks also to the creator of the promo theme, Anime Raku. If you liked it and want to find more, check out Squareon at Facebook.com slash Squareon. S-Q-U-R-I-O-N. You're supposed to get better at things as you do them, not worse, right? Is it just me? Uh, point is, Squareon has a, uh, Flash series they'd like me to promote. It's, uh, Project Stick. Part 2, I believe? And you can find Project Stick on Facebook.com slash Project Stick. And... I want to say around the time that this comes out... Uh... Hyper 90 Zeitgeist Breakdowns got... Uh, oh yeah, bad news in the 90s. Whoopee. Sorry for how dour I am in that. I'm, I was kind of depressed. But, uh... Mike and his special guest more than make up for it. Uh... Their faces, I think, got an episode up of us talking about Mitomo and some other episode we haven't done yet. Look forward to those. Oh yeah, uh, I'm on Twitter at Connect. Mike's on Twitter at Hyper90s90 spelled out. And Joe's on Twitter at NAGP Returns. I'm getting all this in as fast as I can because I'm running out of music again. Yeah, I do that. Anyway. There's a part of me that wants to just let the music run run down. I'm sorry, I need to stop. I'm just wasting everybody's time here. Uh, thanks for listening. Have a good night, people. Gentlemen. We finished an anime. I still don't like her. Sassy sometimes. I don't know why. There's that thing again. <laughs> Possibilities for more seasons because there's. I think there's so much more they can do. Next up is Death Parade Part Three.